Welcome to Tales from the Lost Armada podcast. I am your host, Ricardo Cabral. This podcast features three generations of women who have served as queen of the IDES Freeport Picnic, otherwise known by the Portuguese as the Holy Ghost Festival. Our panel includes Rosemary Wood, formerly Valene, Regina Jones, formerly Cabral, and Juliet Jones. This religious cultural event, formerly known as Festa do Espiritu Santo, honors the third person of the Holy Trinity, easily the most mysterious of the three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was brought to this land via the immigrants from the Azores Islands beginning in the mid to late 19th century. In Sacramento, the first feast of the Holy Spirit was celebrated in 1894 in the Lisbon district of Yellow County, just across the river from the town of Freeport. It was sponsored by the local chapter of the IDES Council 3, that is, the Hermandad do Divino Espiritu Santo, that is, the Brotherhood of the Divine Holy Spirit. Other groups soon established themselves in the region. The AADES and ODES were lodges whose names also reflected the group's devotion to the Holy Spirit. And this raises an interesting anomaly. The names of these organizations are dedicated to the Holy Spirit. But along the way, this event became known and is still commonly referred to as the Holy Ghost Festival or Picnic. Nevertheless, for the Portuguese, it remains one of the most celebrated and embraced religious events in the Catholic calendar. Although each event may feature attributes that are unique to that particular lodge, they share several core facets and principles. The Feast of the Holy Ghost is celebrated generally on the 6th or 7th week after Easter, that is, Pentecost or Trinity Sunday. A young woman and her entourage process in a parade from the local hall to the church. She wears an elaborate gown and cape and is attended usually by two aides. Following behind them, in many cases, is the little queen and her aide. Men from the lodge and the parade hold beautiful silk banners celebrating their identity, including flags representing the Azores and Portugal, along with the United States and California state flags. Culminating each festive event, a band performs the music that is native to the homeland. The parade processes to the church, where during a Catholic Mass, the young woman is officially crowned Queen of the Festa. The parade returns to the local lodge, with everyone welcome to partake in a free meal of carne e sauvage, that is, marinated beef with the broth poured over French bread. It's a simple but hearty meal, which is followed by dancing until the wee hours. Okay, I'm with Rosemary Wood, Regina Cabral-Jones, and Juliet Jones, and we're talking about their time as queens in the Festas. So, Regina's going to give us a little background about how the Festa came about to be. Espiritu Santo. Well, so the Festa has its origins in a miracle that occurred um, over, well less than a thousand years ago, I guess. Um, so in uh, the miracle of the roses is the, it's, it's, a, it's the miracle that is um, attributed to Queen, um, now Saint Isabel of Portugal. 
So um, Queen Isabel of Portugal was, um, she was born in 1271 in Aragon, which I guess would be in Spain, right? Yeah. Um, and so she was, when, we don't know much, too much about her, just given that it, it's a um, long time ago in history, but we knew that she was, um, she was enthusiastic about her faith as a Catholic. We know that she became uh, Elizabeth of Portugal after she married King Denis Denis um, of Portugal, and so um, that happened in 1288. So she, after she became queen, she continued her Catholic, um, you know, religious practices of caring for the poor. That was important to her. Um, she she felt it was her mission to help the poor and to help those who were disadvantaged. And so as queen, she saw the enormous poverty that was going on in her in her area. And so she had apparently a habit of going out to take uh, take bread to the people in her in the village um, and and things like that. I, I've even heard that she sold her jewelry in order to you know provide for those who were less fortunate from her. King Dennis uh, was was not in favor of this. He felt like she was, you know, handing out the royal treasure and uh, and and sought to kind of put a stop to it. And so the the story, you know, like all old stories, the facts. I've read many different versions of this story, but the basic the basic story goes. He uh, he notices that you know she's she's carrying something out as as she has been doing and in her apron that's kind of hidden away and. Uh, in, and confronts her and says, you know, where, what are you taking? What do you have there? And then she replies, roses, my roses, my Lord. And then he says, in, in the middle of winter, in the middle of winter. And so he says, roses in January. What do you, what do you mean? That how can that be? And, and thinks that he's got her dead to rights. And then she's forced to show him what she's carrying. And so she lifts up her cloak. And at that moment, the bread that she was carrying to feed the poor was transformed into beautiful roses. So that's the miracle of the roses. Um, and so the, the tradition um, that was established at that time, uh, the people adored uh, Saint Isabel, Queen St. Isabel. And um, there was a tradition established to... Uh, crown one of the commoners for a day and allow them to to be royalty for a day and dress up and wear the crown um, and the tradition then continued to 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 be a, you know a large meal a large gathering eventually there were processions eucharistic processions that came as a as a result of that and so then that uh, migrated into the tradition that we know today as the festa de spirito santo which means festival of the holy spirit um, this, the, the, the Holy Spirit was, um, kind of, a almost a sub genre of the, this particular Catholicism that was practiced at that time where there was a special devotion to the Holy Spirit. Um, and so the, that's, that's why they, that's why it's called the festival of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's a, it's a devotion to the Holy Spirit, which is represented by the symbol of a dove, um, and, and I think it just in general represents the love and the, um, you know, the charity of the Holy Spirit, the charity that we show our fellow people, and especially those who have less than us. So. And I think there's an aspect, too, that we might want to bring out, and that is the Azorians really embrace this, whereas the people on the continent kind of just let it go. Yeah, I, you said that. And we've, I read it someplace, I don't know, did you... Yeah, that's my understanding. I don't. I know that um, the continental Portuguese have other 
uh, devotions and and I think there's other saints that they Fatima. Yeah, oh yeah, of course, Our Lady oh, of Fatima. Yeah, that big one's time. big. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to a woman. I think I told you that I know her from being online, and uh, so I I said to her, Hey, so uh, do you guys? How do you make your soapers? And she said, What? She didn't know what I was talking about. So <laughs> then I had to explain the festa. You know, the Spirit of the Santa. We don't celebrate that here. And yeah, she's in Porto. That's like the second yeah, biggest, biggest town. Yeah. Yeah, I was just shocked. Well, anyway, so that's a good introduction. Thank Very you. good. Thank you. See, hey, mom, good student. I have my notes. <laughs> so, Rose, we're going to start with you. Okay. Um, and this is going to sound familiar since we just talked about this the other day. But uh, so, in 1914, your maternal grandmother, mm-hmm. Mary Silva, mm-hmm. and in 1933, your mother, Lorraine Rogers, each served as the queen of the Riverside AADES Holy Ghost Festival, which is in the pocket area of Sacramento. So then in the mid-50s, you serve as an aide to two consecutive queens. Isn't that right? Right. Who were they? And in 49, I was the little queen of the, uh, the Riverside. Right. Uh, Antoinette D'Alessandro and Marion... Uh, Lewis. Mary and Lewis was first, like 55? I think. And, and so, you know, we used to ride to school together that my first year at, at, at St. Francis. <clears throat> so I think maybe that's how that came about. That Delisandra, you mean? Mm-hmm. You didn't really know her that well? I did from dancing. <clears throat> we used to all take tap dancing together. Oh. But she, her family wasn't down here in the pocket area? Uh well, they lived in right off near, at that time, they lived near uh, Bix, right on Riverside. Oh, I see. Okay. And and her aunt, Evelyn Nordes, was really involved I remember with her. Uh, the, especially the Freeport. Uh, uh huh. So, finally in 1957, you're selected as the senior queen, but of the IDES. Mm-hmm. Here you had all this experience at the one that your grandmother and your mother were queens at, the Riverside Lodge. And then it's IDES. So why don't you tell us that story about how you got the word, how you got selected, etc. Okay. They had, I guess they used to have a lot of people just become members. And my Aunt Betty had my cousin Marty, Her who son. at the time was very young. Yeah, same age as me. Yeah. And uh, he won the ticket for them to choose the queen. And so my Aunt Betty wasn't going to choose between me or my cousin Nancy because we were the same age. And so... I, I can remember sitting at my mother's kitchen table and we were drew straws or what however we did it. I wondered if and I got it. to be the queen yeah. and then she was gonna be the aide and it was gonna be reverse reverse if, if it was if the she other. Had So you don't remember exactly how it was No, I I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then again I thought it was kind of interesting in that this was not the lodge that you had been gr- kind of growing up yet. No, but Although, my, my folks were involved with both yeah. of them. But, uh-huh. but they were more involved with the Riverside one. Yeah. But they always worked the other one, too. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um, when you think back to, you're the queen, you're processing down South River Road toward the church. You're wearing a heavy cape and a gown. Any thoughts? And no, it was an honor to do it, I think. And it was really an honor when you were carrying that crown back mm-hmm. to the capello, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You feel pretty special. Um, it's almost overwhelming. It's it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you've got, you got this huge cape on, you got this huge dress on. 
um, everyone's looking at you, everybody's waving, you know, yeah. and, um, and I think as a 16, 17 year old, I, I don't know how much I really thought about that. I just kind of was like, oh, this is cool, you know, and yeah. <laughs> Um, but now looking back on it, I think, it, you know, as I got older, I realized how special that was. I don't know if you felt that same. Yeah. And, and for me, like when I was younger, when I was in the third grade, <clears throat> I was sick like for three months. Uh, they tested for tuberculosis and a right. whooping cough and it was none of those things. But that year my mom had me crowned. And I think about a lot with grandpa after he had gotten shot in the arm. And him going up to the altar on his knees to be crowned, being so thankful that he had gotten, saved his arm. I think all that has something to do with it for me, too. Huh. Were you there for that? Oh, God, no. He was oh, yeah, okay, okay. That was, he was very young. And, he was yeah, very young yeah, when that happened. Yeah, okay. Now, my theory is, and I'm, I, I don't know if I can prove this, but you know, he told us that night that we sat yeah. around the table, and he told us about his hunting accident. Well, my mom said, well, how old were you, Dad? And he goes, oh, 17. So then I did the math. He was born in 96. So I think it was, you know, it was wintertime. It was January, something like that. So around 1917, he got shot himself. And the following May, he appeared at the, uh, at that festa, A-A-D-E-S, Riverside. And they had the crown and he walked in on his knees. Yeah. Well, I think that's the same one that Grandma was the queen at. 1914. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know, but it could be. But you know I me. Mean, but you know what the other thing I thought of? I thought, did they ever discuss it? Did she ever say, oh, Frank, you know, it was, I felt so bad for you, you know. Well, the queen would have gone in first, wouldn't she? Queen would be processing first. Yeah. And he would have been in the back end or in the middle. Yeah. When he got down and did his thing. Although I think they took the same crown. Oh, it's the same crown. And then put it over his head. Mm-hmm. It's the same crown, and then they give it to the queen to carry back. Remember, you you walked out holding it over your head yeah. after you got crowned. What they're, what they're talking about is, you probably don't know that story. We'll listen to it offline. Do you, no, he told me, yeah. Oh, okay. It's really dramatic when he explains oh, it. Oh, because it uh, brought tears to your eyes. I mean, it, it did. We had, first of all, my mother asked him to relate the story when he accidentally shot himself. Mm -hmm. We went hunting and... Anyway, it's a long story. Like she said, you go back and listen to it. But then I said, I seem to remember that you made some sort of a vow or something. And then he said, okay. He knew what I was talking about. And he left that part of the story off. Because for me personally, that meant a lot. I mean, he had made a vow when he was in the hospital, hoping that the doctors could save his arm. Doctors had come to him and said, we've got to cut your arm off. That's it. Sorry. End of the story. Well, in 1913, 14, whatever this was, for a man that made his living bailing hay and mm -hmm. working yeah, the fields, right, right. one-armed farmer doesn't work very well. It's amazing he did as well as he did with his hand like in the claw. Yeah, it is, absolutely. But, so he made a vow. Lord, you know, if you can see fit that I can keep this arm, then I'll... And I don't know if he had anything in mind, but later he came up with what it was, and that was he got down on his knees and his sister and sister-in-law held the crown above his head as he walked across the road into the church. And that road would not have been... No. Been terrible. That would have been no sweet thing. <laughs> yeah. And when he was telling the story, he cried. Yeah, he did. And he got me to cry and my it, mom to cry. And... Yeah. Oh, and when you listened to it, you cried. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, you know, that's like uh, after John needed the kidney transplant. That's when I started making the sweet bread for the. Don't ask me what, but it's my way of a thank you yeah, to no, God. No, you know, the, uh, for the auctions and. So I've done it every year, which is now 18 years. But the year Ron died, which was not a good year, mm-hmm. I make the bread, and it doesn't turn out good. Oh my God. And the year before, I mean, they were making quite a bit of money on each of these little four things of bread. So I called my sister-in-law, and I said, I, it, it didn't come out. And she said, I'll be right over. And I said, no. I said, I'm not making it again. I mean, this was like late mm-hmm. in the day. And... Uh, I was having to go to be going to dinner that night with Roger and Marie and, and Kevin and Sue. And so I'm telling them about it. And I've got all this bread that I'm not thinking is very good. And my brother Kevin said, I'll take it because he loves it. I said, just know it's not my bread. It's like I usually make it. He said, I promise to hate it. <laughs> but that is my, yeah. that's kind of my way of a thank you for John's yeah. kidney turned. He didn't out. technically make a promessa, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, yeah. probably not. No. But I mean, but it's something. But in your heart, you felt. Yeah, yeah. that's a good story. I mean, I mean, it's really how does that have to do with God? But it, no. it's my way of a thank you. Exactly. One last question, and then, you know, you were you're in the period of the fifties. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what the differences were? I mean, at the, at that time, just anything that comes to mind. Okay. With in my to, opinion. The 50s were such good years. I mean, it's probably, yeah. when you look back at all the different years, I think it's got to be one of the best. I mean, it's, we just had good lives. It was just simple. It's not these killings every day. It's not the drugs. Like, it was just a really good time to be a young kid. Um, as far as the picnics, it was big in our life. I mean, we lived in this, you know, farming community. It was not a lot of things to do like we do now. Um, it was a big part of our life, just going to these picnics. Where now, you could be doing something every single day. And, it's... Mm-hmm. and as you said, your dad belonged to both lodges. Yeah. By the way, did he have his name ever picked so that he got to select a queen? Oh, it might have been. That might have been. And I was surprised when you said my sister, because I didn't remember my sister. And I'd like to know when she was queen. I, I don't think she, I said she was big queen, senior queen. Little no, book. Little Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I could go back through the, um, the news clips. My dad was probably treasurer more than 30 years yeah. as for the lodge. Never once audited. <laughs> <sighs> so, Reg, let's turn to you. Sure. Um, you were a chosen queen in what era? It's, I believe it was 1996. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. it, it spans two years. So, you're chosen... In early in the spring of the year, you're crowned in June um, on Trinity Sunday, and then you have to do the next one, which is um, like maybe you know West Sacramento, um, and then there's like Our Lady of Fatima. But really, like the the one in Freeport is one of the last ones. Yeah, everybody yeah. else gets their crowning earlier, so they get you know. But you're talking about when you were outgoing. That's what you're referring to. Well, the, the next That's year I mean. you go is yeah. you're outgoing, but you're yeah. you're still going to the early ones. Yes, exactly. Um, so your selection process was a little different than Rosemary's, right? 
Yeah, I was basically just told, hey, you have this opportunity. Would you like to do it? Um, and so Aunt Lorraine was um, maybe president or she was working on the board of the council, Gloria, at that time. And so I had heard that she had put my name forward um, to, to, to do it. And yeah, I was... I was totally enthusiastic about it. I thought I'd heard about it. I'd obviously been to Festas. We'd been, I don't know that we went every single year, but no, we, we, we went to quite a few, yeah. um, but such that I remembered them. And Do you remember who your aides were? Yes. It was two friends of mine that I was good friends with in elementary school. And we did go to high school together. And um, we weren't just like as close then in, in high school, but... Um, I remember, you know, it was, they need to be Catholic. They, they obviously I didn't have any Portuguese friends cause I was the only Portuguese yeah. person at my, that I knew in my class in high school. Um, but you know, good for them to be Catholic because then they, they kind of know the whole drill with mass and they can appreciate the, what everything's about. Um, so those are the friends I chose and, and they were they were great. They were troopers, you know. They 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 kind of went along, but they yeah they had never been to a festa before, so they didn't know what they were in. Yeah. So our experience or her experience so different than yours. Right. Right. And you were just raised in this environment. Yeah, right. was. Yeah. And totally. Yeah, I think that's. Great. I was telling uh, Rick, um, my mom and Gay Lewis and Dorothy Borges. I mean, they made all the bouquets, and they used to make them with um, sweet peas. I love sweet peas. Oh. And I mean, to this day, I love sweet peas. Oh, you that's know? awesome. But, but I mean, all, they did all the work. But I think you oh. also said that they made your gown. Am I wrong? No, the cape. The cape. They made the cape. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That takes a lot of work. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And the, the, the women who did, um, who are, who are running it now, who, who ran the festa that Juliet was queen at, they, the, there's one woman who's very talented. She's about my age. She made the cape. She made all the bouquets. Um, she worked with her family to do that. So the tr that artistic tradition is still going, yeah. but it's it's harder to find now. Oh yeah, and, and now yours, Kate, had the plastic underneath it, mm -hmm. right? So you just let it hang. When I did it, we had uh, cape holders, you oh, know. Oh yeah, carrying that cape. Yeah. It's funny, you know, that when I look at all these articles of describing the various festivities, they would sometimes describe. All the key people, the queen, her aides, mm -hmm. all by name, and even the cape holders, I think. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. back again, back in the 50s when yeah. Sacramento Bee, oh my God. Oh, you, know? you could put anything, yeah, you okay. put the pictures in every year. Right. Yeah. Hang in there, Juliet. We'll get to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Reg, um, describe what you think the festival was like back in the 90s. And especially since you can compare it now to when your daughter did it just this past year. But, I mean, we were in the same place, mm -hmm. IDES Hall. My memories are very similar. Um, hot, you know, dusty, little windy up there on the on the levee. Yeah. Um, just lots of families spread out in the area there around the hall. Um, fava beans, linguiça sandwiches, just all the smells in the air. Um, the mass is, you know practically the same um i don't know it seems like very similar and you know at the time because again like there just isn't the cohesiveness of the portuguese community anymore like i think there was obviously oh, yeah. in your time oh, yeah. a lot less so in my time but i had my portuguese grandma you know i had you guys i had all you guys who were that who were close to me 
Um, so I, I saw your example and I saw what it meant and I saw that this tradition went back, you know, and was very alive and vibrant, maybe a little less so by the time, well, yeah, a lot less so when it, when it came time to meme. And then certainly now Juliet's time, I, you know, and she can speak to this, but, um, just a lot different and, and a lot more attenuated because she didn't grow up with a, a doting Portuguese grandmother yeah. over her and, and all that. Um, or hear stories about, she hears a lot of stories from my dad because um, my dad's a natural historian. But, you know, as the, these traditions go on and on, things things just kind of get watered down over time. So that's why it's important we keep it up so that we can keep keep up those traditions. So why don't we hear to, uh, from our latest queen? Uh, Julia, just, just, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, your mom was just describing, well, what was it like? Well, you know, when you were told you're, you're going to be the queen, what was your reaction? Well, I was really excited because, I mean, basically I was being told, like, you get to dress up in this big dress and wear a crown and have your friends be your maids and walk down a big parade. And so I was really excited about that. And I was also excited about learning about, like, the history of it and the culture um, and the family history, too, because I didn't really know a lot about that. Um, I mean, I, I'd heard every like now and then like my mom would bring it up but like we i mean i just didn't really know a lot so i was excited to yeah. get to know it so yeah. yeah one advantage you had though honey is that you you were crowned in a church yeah. that your family's been going to for yeah. a couple oh, wow. years almost yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool um, oh, parallel well, as well. Cause... I'm referring to Saint Joseph's down in Clarksburg, sure. just for people that don't know. Yeah. You know, we we went um, when when we when I was that age too. So I had that familiarity, and obviously, you know, Father Dan was there at the time, and he was the priest at the time. And actually, Father Dan still is there. He's not pastor mm -hmm. of that of the parish anymore, but uh, he comes back for all the festas and still right. does the, the crowning. So, and he just loves it. And, yeah. That was kind of neat. I think I was actually crowned by Father Santiago this this year, which was cool for me because I I mean like we recently became Catholic like what five years ago. We like basically returned to the church five or six years ago. But for me, where, where it was, we weren't going. Yeah, yeah. for it was, it was completely new to me. I didn't know anything about uh, Catholicism, um, and so I started getting to know uh, Father Santiago, and I only knew him as my priest. I didn't really know that he had any family background, so it was cool that when we were doing the festa and I was being crowned, like, he was there, and it was like, yeah. Good. That's good. Oh, Father Dan was the one the year before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, um, Father Martin Versado did a lot of them with Father Dan. Uh, okay. And and he's a cousin of mine, distant from the Nevis family. Uh -huh. And he had a lot of illnesses and stuff. But it was when Gabby was queen, and and she went to communion. But her maids were my cousin Susie's granddaughters, and they had not been Catholic, and mm -hmm. so they could not be queen. So I said, okay, if you get it. Gabby can be queen and they can be the aides. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. You might you might explain who Gabby is. I Gabby's my granddaughter. Uh, yeah, David's daughter. And um, but Father Martin said it's sad that a lot of these do not go to communion. You know, I mean, it's yeah. before it was you were all yeah. Catholic and going all the time. You know. 
And it is a religious tradition and a religious festival. I think yeah. the, the problem is, is when we get too far away from what the real true meaning of it is, and it just becomes all about... Yeah, exactly. That's that's totally anti what it should be about. So any any thoughts on your... You've just left the hall. You're heading south on South River Road. The parade, the music. Anything unusual happened during your time when you parade down to the church? I, I mean, I wouldn't say unusual. I think it was just a very like euphoric sense of like wow this is like really cool I'm dressed up I'm like I'm really here doing this and um it was really strange that everyone was looking at me like I felt like that was that was different um especially because I would go by the cars and everyone would be like queen I'm like I'm just a 17 year old girl I I don't know what you're I mean I guess (laughs) um but yeah it was it was cool and um I've Something strange, actually, um, that I've been picking up on is uh, there have been a few people that are younger, like my age, who go to the festas, um, distant cousins and whatnot. Um, And so I got to know them better. And I was actually hanging out with one of my friends the other day. um, And I was hanging out with her girlfriend. And her girlfriend was a Silva, was related to us. I was like, there's no way. Like, she told me her last name. I was like, that can't be right. He's like, oh my gosh. There's a lot of Silvas. There are a lot of Silvas. <laughs> yeah. They're not all related. <laughs> yeah, we put it together, though. She was related oh, to right? John Silva. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, hey, Rich, would you like to talk a little bit about, we're talking about comparisons to you're in the 50s, you're in the 90s, you're just this just past year. But you had the... Uh, the benefit of having gone to Pico with me in 2015, yeah. and there we saw the origin, I thought, I felt, but what did, what did you think, how do you compare that experience? Yeah, it really was like witnessing the origin of something, it was it was very cool. Um, it Yeah, and it seemed very, I guess I would say, it. you kind of noticed the organic elements of this tradition in the Azores. The Azores is laid out in these villages that they're all walkable. So you could walk from somebody's house down into the town, the little village square. You know, you can walk to the church, you can walk to the hall. It's all very close together. And this is one of the more rural towns in Pico, which was Ribereña, which is a smaller, I would say, smaller. Yeah, yeah that's town. where my yeah. family came from too, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and uh, I. The, what I noticed, the differences are probably that, um, you know, the queens didn't have quite as fancy of dresses. They were still beautiful, wore beautiful white dresses, but it wasn't mm-hmm. all about the dress. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't all about that. You had a lot more kids that were kind of helping out, like with carrying capes and carrying crowns. And um, they would carry, they actually had these, they made like these things with PVC pipes around the queens. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know, I don't do know they, what they're called. Yeah. Do they have those in your time? think so okay yeah it's just a different different way of like saying okay this is where you know the queen is walking in this little area i've never seen that before so i found that interesting yeah um bit you know there was a bit of brass band you know that's the same as as here a lot of the you know night have the nice bands that play that good music um flags everywhere Mm -hmm. um just lots of that it's the same thing but like i told regina when we saw them come out of the hall they went across the main road 
and then walked a few paces, and they were there to the entrance <laughs> of the church. And I said, what are we processing eight-tenths of a mile for? Well, and yeah, I re- as I remember it, we went up and back along the like main roadway. So what... The, oh, is that right? Yeah, because I, I have some video of it. I think... Yes, it was shorter probably, but the the point you got to have a parade. I mean, you yeah. can't it can't be a five minute parade because you got to have the band do their thing and you know people be able to see and stuff. The other thing that the Azores had were these women women who carried these huge baskets of bread on their heads, um, and they would arrange the bread in these long long tables, and then there were they would lay out these carpets of flowers. Um, it, it, I don't it was probably in remembrance of. Uh, Queen Isabella. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool, and I've not, I've never seen that in any festa here in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was pretty cool too. So it was, was that just, the bolo bread? You no, know, the bolos they would hand out after the whole thing. Yeah. But these were just loaves. I can go back and show you the pictures. Okay. Um, but it was that that's that was just another unique part of that festa that I remember. Mm. So I have a question for the two of you. I think I know the answer from you. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be Portuguese? Why don't you start, Juliet? Um, for me, it means a lot of good food. <laughs> um, it means a lot of cousins that I may have never met before. Um, and a lot of family, a lot of good family. Um, it, there's a lot of culture that I still need to learn about. Um, a lot of things I need to learn about. Um, but so far, it's just been really good. I mean, we grew up going to Thanksgiving breakfast, like, since I was small. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, even before we knew about any of that stuff, like, we'd been going to that. So, I, I grew up with uh, the Portuguese family. and um, But, I mean, as of being Portuguese, I'm, I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> no, I, I... Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Food and family. and. Yeah. And the, the other one I would add would be faith. I think, yeah. you know, being Portuguese, yeah, being Portuguese, we, we were strong in our Catholic faith. Um, and that, that's part of our history. It's, it's part of our traditions. Um, and it's, it's important, I think. So that, that our devotions, you know, we have our devotions to the Holy Spirit, our devotions to these saints, Our Lady of Fatima, you know, we, it's, it's a big deal to be Portuguese. I mean, Our Lady actually yeah. appeared to three Portuguese children, you know? So I think that, that always made me feel really special when I was a kid. When we went to Portugal, we went to Fatima. Uh-huh. And um, they have the little church, that, and then they've got a brand new church, very modern. And I mean, I, apparently when they persist, they're on their knees a lot of times going from hmm. the two churches. Well, <clears throat> they had a little um, shop, souvenir shop, and I wanted to get holy water for, to bring back. Well, they had the little containers, but they did not have holy water. You could not buy holy water. Mm-hmm. So we're in the big church, and all of a sudden, Ron and Roger are gone. <laughs> they got a bottle, went to the bathroom, <laughs> got water out of the bathroom, brought home water from Fatima. You were going to say they went to the basin and oh. scooped out, you know. No, no, no. We took it from the faucet. Okay. And so when I brought it back, I had Father, at the time it was Father Bull, I oh, had him bless it and yeah. Yeah. gave it to the number of my friends that were at the time. Oh, that's sick. So I thought we should maybe end on this real general question, whatever way you want to take it. But what's your favorite part of the festa? Probably the soup is. I like. And 
in the 50s, probably even earlier, there was a Portuguese band that played, and two of my uncles were in it. I mean, they went to all the different festivals, and that was the band. And you guys, when I was there, and I didn't see you guys um, on Sunday, but they they were coming down, you were coming back uh, to the hall. That's one song is such a part of the festa for me. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was always the song. You know, I looked up online because of what you said, and I think I've downloaded it. I think I've got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hino, it starts Hino. Yeah, it's the hymn of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right? that's the so, one. I mean, I, it, and I listen. But that's just, mm -hmm. to me, part of the festival. So, in fact, this podcast is going to begin with that little bit of the song. Oh, that would be yeah, great. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, that music. Um, what about you? Oh, I don't I... It's hard because I had my I have my memories from back then and my memories from this just most recent experience. But you know, I just would say, I would I would say the feeling like, hey, you know, this is some place where we belong, where, where there's family here, there's friends, um, can have a good time. Um, but it's it you know it's so uniquely Portuguese. Um, oh, that's sipish though. Yeah, that the sipish are, are important. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say. Well, you just did. The festa. You just did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd probably have to say uh, I have a really specific favorite part, which is um, I think it was the first and last festa that I went to, which was the Clarksburg festas. Was uh, it's after you get ready in the main hall and you open the big hall. Oh, yeah. doors and walk down the stairs and everybody's looking at you and that's that's a good part because yeah. you get to really feel the like royalty or whatever like the day of royalty and um it's really it's it's a powerful feeling for me you know it was such a big part of our life and then after i got married and we had the four kids and we were off a lot of times to ball games they played big yeah big league and stuff but when Gabby came in the first year that she, and all she was doing is holding the, um, a card for the little queen. That was, I mean, it just brought it all back. Oh, yeah. And my mother was already close to dying and she could not wait to be there. And Carol took her down and uh, it, it meant the world to my mother, you know? And yeah. wow. so then Gabby was, she was the eight. The next year, she was the little queen, and then she was the big queen, and and then Emma became the queen. It really brought it all back. Just felt like home. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. That's terrific. I'm just going to add one more thing. I'll I'll put my two cents in on. My favorite part would be the food, but for me, always going to the IDES. I just like being in a time warp. Yes, you're right. A hundred years back in time. Because those people were there on those very grounds. You know, they I think they went there around 1900. They celebrated in 1894, but it was at the place where the church was. Yeah. Yeah. And then they eventually got the hall built. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew that when I stepped on there, that's 120 years ago. I just feel like I'm going back in time. That part is has always been so special for me. And then, you know, the old hall and... Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what it was when, you know, down in Riverside. Yeah, you right. Know, very similar. Right. Um, and now a lot of the people are gone. But, I mean, it used to be just, 
they all would come. Yeah. I mean, it would just be a way of visiting with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is a little surprising for me is, I mean, my dad and mom both were very involved. And it, I mean, I do the bread, and but that's it. But my cousin Sue, whose dad was not involved, she is very, very involved with the IDES. And even my cousin Kenny was oh, working the bar, and I thought, isn't this something? If they're the yeah. ones that are doing it. Yeah, yeah. And my family, no, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I think we'll, we'll probably stay in, I'd like to stay involved. I think nowadays it's all about kids' sports, right? You know, you're oh, all I constantly know. going to kids' Believe sports. And, I do know that. Um, it, it seems like, and also I have a career. I mean, I, you know, I work full time, husband works full time, and there's just less leisure time, but I think. You know, we want to spend more time doing these types of things because they are important. It is community building, and it is important to do stuff that's not just work and kids' sports, you know, right. your whole life. Exactly. You need to do lots of different things. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I think we've reached the end. I, I appreciate everybody's uh, comments and sharing your insights. And, I mean, you, you guys had something over me. I was never a queen. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> and I don't even know if you held the case. No, you know, I don't think I was ever in a parade. Huh. I, you know, I look back on it, I don't think so. No, because you missed the first serving of the Civic. <laughs> <laughs>